Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm honored to be joined by Josiah Johnson, NBA Twitter King. Josiah, what's going on? Not much, man. Just just out here enjoying these playoffs. How's everything with you? Same, bro. Same, man. There's also good basketball going on right now. Some great basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's turning up. Yeah, so we got to jump into the Lakers real quick, man. Talk about talk about two seasons in one. The post the pre trade deadline Lakers and the post trade on post trade deadline Lakers are two different teams. Um, I love it. Um, the Lakers the NBA is better when the Lakers are winning. Um, talk about the um, we got to, the Lakers. What about them, bro? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pre-trade pre deadline Lakers were cooked, man. Started season 0-5, proceeded to go 2-10. You know, everybody thought all was lost. We were going to see a repeat of last season. Then Rob Lincoln, I know uh, the executive of the year vote just uh, just finally released. He didn't get one first-place vote, which I believe to be a travesty. He pulled off one of the greatest heists I think I've seen in NBA history with the, with the trade deadline moves, getting Rui right before the deadline, and obviously getting Vanderbilt, D'Lo, and that crew, uh, you know, at the deadline. But, you know, just, just really kudos to Rob and Lincoln, the front office, the legs, what they've been able to do. You know, been one of the best teams in the league post-All-Star break, uh, really been locking in. And we're just seeing a, a different squad that, that that's playing great basketball. You know, beat the uh, two-seed Grizzlies uh, in, in a nice hard-fought series, but, but showed yeah. a lot, you know, smacked smack them by 40 in the, the closeout game. Then proceeded to go to uh, Chase Center, you know, and, and face those Warriors. LeBron versus Steph, you know, the, I think the matchup that, we were all excited about looking forward to uh, great game one, you know, looked, looked very, very solid. Obviously had a little stumbles toward the end, but we were able to play out and get that win on the road uh, in game one and really set the tone for that series. So super excited about this Lakers team. You know, LeBron, 38 years old, year 20, all the miles that he got on his body, uh, him sacrificing his foot. You know, he got a lot of people that told him to get surgery, uh, found the LeBron James of feet, as he put it, that told him he could, he could, he could push the surgery. After the season, I mean, you know, you look at LeBron, he looks a step slow. Uh, you know, he's a little bit more off-ball than, than we're used to seeing him. But what he's been able to do coming out here, you know, hasn't been just just remarkable performances, but still holding solid in the 20 to 25 range of game and really leading that squad in AD. You know, AD, uh, you know, AD had an interesting first first round against the Grizzlies, had some great games, had some bad games. But for him to go into Oracle, drop the – I mean, excuse me, go into the Chase Center, drop the 30 pieces of the 22 yeah. rebounds, yeah. Look dominant on defense, and Kevon Looney had a an amazing rebounding game as well. But you can see him and AD really just battling each other, and pretty much every time a shot went up, one of them two dudes was gonna grab the rebound. But you know, if, if this was the previous round, and uh, it was a bonus, I think Looney would probably had 30 rebounds in that in that first game. So to see yeah. what AD did, being being a presence in the key, really you know forcing the Lakers to have to step out, shoot 53 threes, I think in that first game, you know it, it's exciting. So hopefully they can keep this momentum going. You know, I got right. a big game coming up tomorrow, but I think you can't, you know, look at where the season started at two and ten, and now have this squad, you know, leading one zero in, in the Western Conference semis. I don't think any Lakers fan could be sad about that. Yeah, they got a great, a great start to the series. Got that win last night. Um, I think everyone had a collective gas when they saw Jordan Poole pulling off and not, and not Steph. I think finally the Lakers had a collective gas. Like, okay, we live with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's well. You know, I mean, Poole had a great game to that point. Uh, leading up to that shot, he was 6 for 10 from 3. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were saying that's a bad shot. But if you look at that possession, the way they double Steph, uh, you know, you know, you might have wanted him to be a little bit closer for the shot. But he's made shots like that during his career. Then he had just hit one previously to, to cut the lead to 3, you know, when they were on that 14-point that run to tie the game. So, you know, you can't, can't be mad at that pool shot. I don't think that's a shot. Obviously, the Lakers won it. It, it meant so. Of course, you know, we're going to start the debates and discussions about it. 
But if that yeah. shot goes in, you know, it's a completely different discussion. But right. either way, they were able to maintain, you know, they brought that 14-point run. Uh, D'Lo came with the big layup to to put him back up two, and then LeBron hit the free throw to put him up three. And, you know, just, just to be able to pull that thing out, going into Chase Center with this Warriors squad. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been an up and down year for the Warriors, but, you know, one thing, when they're playing at home in front of that, that crowd, they, they definitely light up and they get motivated. So for us to be able to, to, to go on there and get that W, man, I think was huge. Yeah, game two, the Warriors going to bring it. We all know that. So they, they're they looking for the split because they want to go back to L.A. down to two. That's what, that, you don't want to do that shit. Like. <laughs> That's not a so, you want to play with these Lakers right now. Definitely. Um, one player also besides Anthony Davis from the importance of Lakers is Austin Reeves, who's a big, who's is a huge for the team. Um, and LeBron loves him. He's putting up thirteen points a game this season. Um, talk about Austin Rivers and the impact he brings to the Lakers. Well, you know, you look at Austin Reeves and just what he's been able to do this year, especially uh, post trade deadline. I think he was having something like twenty a game, but coming out, he was a little shaky in the first half. Shot wasn't really falling, but but stuck with it. His shot in the fourth quarter. But man, you just got to love. love drafted now in his second year, his first really chase of the playoffs. You're expecting him at some point to show some nerve, but, you know, first round against the Grizzlies, you know, he really, you know, led the team to some wins, was super reliable and dependable. And I think he's been, you know, he's kind of, you know, obviously when you look at the Lakers, kind of, if you want to call him a big three, it's LeBron, AD, and D'Lo. But Austin Reeves is really, you know, fighting for that third spot. And he's been just, you know, super dependable this season. Everything he's been able to do on the court, and to see the way that a guy like LeBron and AD have embraced in, in, in this squad, I think he's really been the difference maker for this team, really helped energize them. And like I said, not showing any any real fear whatsoever. He may miss some shots, but really haven't seen this dude get punked, I think, pretty much at all this season, which, which is pretty wild considering that he's an undrafted player, you know, coming into his second year. But he's going to be a, a big, big part of this team. You know, he's set to become a, a restricted free agent. So he's definitely, you know, there was talk before about maybe him getting the forty or fifty million dollar deal. I can see the team throwing ninety to a hundred million at him. Hopefully, the Lakers will learn from the Caruso decision they made a few years ago. Uh, you know, maybe they have to do that poison pill and just take that that salary on. But I think Austin Reeves is a player uh, that the Lakers, you know, can look look forward to some big things for coming in the future. Right, you know, the Lakers are back when they time Jack Nick back outside. It was great seeing him back on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Other top, other side of the other side of the bracket, we got Denver Nuggets over the um over the Suns right now in two zero. The Suns a little bit of trouble. I mean, CB three is dealing with an injury now. He's out potentially games three three through five. I think they're in trouble. I mean, they have KD can't bet against them, but they don't have that much bench right now because McCall Bridges over in uh, New York right now. Yeah, no, it's tough, and I know that was the big issue after that trade was made. You know, one through four with with KD, Book, CB three, Aiden. Seemed pretty solid, but there was definitely a lot of question marks about that bench. Now CP3 with the coin, and, and you know he's, they say he's going to be games, but he's going to be reevaluating re- the week. As we know, yeah. reevaluation re- though, means he's going to be out back ready to play, and if he is able to play, you know, with CP3 again, he's got on tread on those tires. Obviously, I think 36 years old, so it, it's going to be a, a difficult situation for these sons as it is. And, and the Nuggets, but you got to just really tip your hat to them. You know, number yeah. one team in the West. Uh, you know, held down that spot for several months leading up to the playoffs. Looked a little shaky towards the end of the regular season, but more than like they just got tired of being the number one team and, you know, weren't weren't really being challenged. But, you know, Joker, you know, back-to-back MVP, didn't win it this year. Obviously, Embiid got it, yeah. but played at an MVP level, almost averaging a triple-double. And going into Denver, too, you can't really forget about that, that altitude. Oh, uh, yes, you know, yes. It, it, I mean, it definitely does things to those lungs, and it's definitely an adjustment there. 
Suns, yeah. I mean, you know, once they made that trade, I'm sure everybody, even people like myself, you know, thought that this was a team that to beat in the West, but the Nuggets have shown so far in these first two games that they're still the top dog in the West, but it's only two games, so you can't get too ahead of yourself. Game three is going to be really yeah. interesting. Now, if the Nuggets take that one, then, you know, they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals, but you never discount KD and D-Book and what that squad is able to do, but so far the Nuggets have had their number. Right, and, but, and Jamal Murray's stepping up again. He gets back in his full groove. They, yeah, the Suns are definitely in trouble, definitely. Switching to the East, um, the Heat and the Knicks. The Knicks are in trouble. They barely won the game last night without Jimmy Butler playing. I mean, he was smiling like, okay, we got you. And going back to Miami, it's going to be on yeah. when he gets <laughs> which, which is, I mean, it's not that when you talk about the Heat team, barely, you know, snuck into the playoffs, you know, struggled in the, in the playing series. So for them to be able to do what they're doing now, uh, after beating the uh, the Bucks, you know, number one team in the NBA, I know they're coming in with a lot of confidence riding high. They lost Tyler Hero, but the rest of the squad has really, really picked up the slack. And you can't, you know, playoff Jimmy is playoff Jimmy. Curious to see how he recovers from that sprained ankle. I think it was the right decision to sit him for game two. You know, it's tough to get two games on the road, no matter who you're playing against. So better off letting him rest up. And like you said, the Heat, Played the Knicks tough in that game. You know, Knicks pulled away late to get that win. But they definitely need to be concerned as well. But I think this is going to be, you know, interesting series. I can see this thing going seven pretty easily. But now you got to go back to Miami. Uh, that heat crowd, a little fickle. you got a lot of, you know, New Yorkers that live in Miami. So curious to see what that home court advantage actually really feels like for the heat. But if we can get some more playoff, Jimmy, you know, sign me up. I think it's going to be a, a, a tremendous rest of the series. And especially after what he did against the Bucks, the 56 piece and everything like that, you know, willing his team to victory in five. You know, Giannis didn't play, you know, the better part of three games in that series. But nonetheless, he were down Tyler Hero. No comparison to Giannis, but down one of their, their big contributing starters. So for Jimmy to be able to, to pull the team together and will them to the success they had, I think is, is remarkable. Yes, and the 76 and the Celtics, um, the MVP, Joe Embiid to do back tonight. And the Sixers got away with a win. They stuck out a win. It's a big win in Boston. Shout out to um, James Harden. <laughs> so about the clock a little bit for us. Yeah, that's 45 piece fresh off a trip to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you know, old school Harden with the step backs and everything like that, you know, setting a playoff career high for himself. It's good to see. And, you know, the knock on James and the criticism early in his career, MVP years, was, yeah, he's going to get a ton of buckets, but can you win like that? You know, I think back to that Warriors series when they had him up 3-2. CP3 gets hurt, you know, more kind of that, that, that bad CP3 injury like in the playoffs. But Harden has shown that he's capable of being a facilitator, deferring to Embiid, who's obviously the MVP, giving that thing up. But, you know, when his number's called and, and, and the time is right and the time is needed, he can still get buckets. So I'm, I'm curious to see how Embiid looks coming back with the knee injury, uh, fresh off the MVP award win uh, in game two. But, you know, Harden has shown that he's a guy that can pick up the slack and if Embiid is faltering at all, or, or if he's still a little bit shaky, hard, hard to carry some of that load. But it's going to be a, you know, tough to win anywhere. Again, going into the Garden, trying to win two games. You know, you're talking about a Celtic squad, didn't have the best game one. I'm looking forward to, you know, Tatum and Jalen Brown really doing their thing. Malcolm Brogdon has been balling his ass off coming off the bench in that six-man role. So this is a team that, that, that can really, you know, they, they were in the finals last year. I would argue that that, that finals team got better this year. So it's going to be interesting to see. But the other issue you got to just look at is Doc Rivers versus Joe Missoula. Doc's season, you know, he's had some playoff struggles, you know, won a championship as well. Uh, Missoula right. coming into his first postseason with this squad and just how, you know, how he's going to hold up and what adjustments he's going to be able to make throughout the re- remainder of the series to put the Celtics back in, you know, contention. 
Yeah. Um, the Clippers are in an interesting situation. They're, they're about to move into a new stadium, and Steve Ballmer must be pulling the rest of his heart right now. He just lost in the first round without Kawhi and PG both were hurt. Um, they were a little managing all season in playoff start, and just came back up again. Um, yeah. What do you think they do from here? Because you can't just go to get rid of both of those guys or try to get rid of one and move into a new stadium. Yeah, it's, it's fans in the seats. It's wild, you know. Twenty twenty four, they move into the, the into a dome or whatever, whatever that joint is called, with all them bathrooms and all that that good stuff, right? Monitors <laughs> and things like that. In the Inglewood, which is a city of champions, you know, just unfortunate. And when you look at a guy like Kawhi, I think the, the misconception that a lot of people get is generally not the player that that's shutting themselves down; it's the team trying to protect their investment. But that's a, a a tough game to play. You know, when you look at the league now, we're seeing more injury than ever. So in theory, load management is supposed to, you know, lower that, but really it's increasing that because guys' bodies aren't really adjusting to having to play at a high level, you know, especially when you get to play off basketball. And what Kawhi was doing the first two games of the series before he, before he went down was right. phenomenal. And, you know, you, got, you had that Clipper squad without PG really giving the Suns some trouble, looking like they, they might have been able to get the, the upset. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting situation for that team, what they're going to do. I think both those guys are, are in the country for at least another year, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, what decision you want to make? Can you really get any value back if you try to move Kawhi or, or, or who's going to be the odd man out amongst that crew? Also, Russell Westbrook, you know, didn't have the, the, the greatest time with the Lakers during those, you know, that season and a half he was over there. But right. came to the Clippers was really a spark for that team. They really were able to utilize the skill set a lot better than Lakers were able to. But they're going to have some, some interesting decisions to make. But when you look at his team now, I think four years deep, never really getting to the level expected, you know, when that first when that trade first went down, everybody thought this team was gonna be in potential championship contention. They they made one Western Conference Finals during that, that four year stretch, but also a, a ton of disappointment. So there's gonna be some tough decisions to make, especially with this new C B A coming in that's gonna try to shackle, you know, owners like, you know, Steve Ballmer and, and the Warriors and other teams like that. They love to spend money, love to be over the cap to try to put their best foot forward. But it's really dependent on Kawhi. When if you can get a healthy Kawhi you can lock in and really give you a solid season but at this point, that's a huge question mark, and there's just really no telling, you know, what he's going to be able to do with his career moving forward. You know, you wish that guy the best. Love right. seeing him play when he's playing at a high level. I mean, I don't think you know you can't love hoops and not appreciate the way Kawhi is out there getting to his spots, getting his shots up, just the energy, the excitement he brings, and he don't, you know, he don't talk no trash, just straight cold assassin face the whole game. But yeah, I, I don't envy the position the Clippers are in. Man, it's going to be a, a super tough one for them. Curious to see how that thing pans out. Because obviously the free agent market's gonna be a little little thin this year, but you got a lot of guys who are unhappy in the situations that they're in. So, you right. know, some guys that could try to make moves and, and play for down the road, but it's gonna be interesting to see how these clippers pan out and, and what they come into that new arena with in twenty twenty four. Speaking of free agents, um Dylan Brooks has been told he's 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 not coming back to Memphis under any circumstances, which is strong words. I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I know I mean that's, that's wild, man. And like like others have said, look, you know, Dylan Brooks poked the bear. You know, he talked a lot of trash with LeBron, didn't back it up. I think the thing that everybody was really disappointed in him about was, you know, doing all that trash talk and then not talking to the media, kind of ducking the smoke once it came for you. But, you know, he had been in Memphis for six years, been a, a major part of that team. You know, you could argue the heart and soul of that team just behind the scenes and everything that was going on, his defensive presence, his shooting. And, you know, had a, had, a, had a down year this year, but it's also done a lot of, you know, tremendous things with those, that Grizzlies organization. But for, so for them to, you know, leak that report, the wording on that report, and I don't know if that's coming for them or whoever it's coming from, that's just, you know, unfortunate situation to see. 
And it's not a good look for the Grizzlies now because, you know, down the road, you know, other players that are potentially thinking about, about, about signing over there, coming over there, to see how I do like that, like Dylan Brooks is treated, would best didn't make think twice about, about going to Memphis. Yeah, that's a great point, a great point. Um, back to LeBron real quick. Um, you see him having a statue outside of Staples? Uh, I'm sorry. To, um... look, man, I'm a big-time LeBron fan. I think, you know, if he can get another championship, definitely a conversation that could be in the mix. Definitely think he should get his uh, jersey retired uh, for, for all the contributions that he's had in this limited time there. But statue, that's a, you know, you're talking about Lakers greats, guys that have played a, a long time with the organization and done a lot. But, you know, bringing another championship, I think it would be two in a five-year window, definitely would be in the discussion then. But I think with, with one chip, he's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's, that's a re- realistic, you know, thing to happen. I keep calling the Stables of Crypto.com Arena now. <laughs> get Stables on my yeah. mind. Josiah, thank you so much for your time. I was just to speaking with you, bro. Thank you so much again uh, for joining me. Uh, pleasure, pleasure. Uh, jumping on as always, man. Best of luck to you. You too. Yes, that was NBA Twitter King, Josiah Johnson, once again joining me. Catch you next time.